We kick off the month of June with our conversation with Wishdad Mike Quinn. Mike is a longtime chapter supporter, serving as a volunteer, board director, and was instrumental in helping establish our relationship with West Point Military Academy. In 2002, Mike's son, Michael, received his wish to meet the Miami Dolphins football team. Sadly, Michael passed away in 2003, but his lasting legacy is the positive impact he's had on children and families throughout the community with his charity, the Friends for Michael Foundation. Here is Mike Quinn. Welcome to the Wish House Podcast. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I really miss you guys out there. It's a little difficult for me struggling out here in Arizona. You see uh, kind of my background, have to having to look out at that every morning. Uh, but uh, things are things are going okay. But uh, I will say that I, I can't say that I miss the uh, New York winners, but I can't say that I miss the New York people and especially the folks over at uh, Make a Wish. Yeah, I gotta say, um, you know, for our listeners that aren't able to see Mike right now, he has a beautiful sunset backdrop. Um, with a, it looks like a cactus, um, you know, uh, yeah, light behind him I as well. I got a little lighted cactus and I got the, I got the palm trees going. Uh, yeah. So out here now I'm, uh, I moved out to Tucson, Arizona, uh, about five years ago and, and, and we, we love it out here. Um, uh, it, it's funny because people, I give people a hard time about the snow and, uh, uh, in, in New York and they come back and they go, well, yeah, wait till it's 110. And so I, I send them videos of uh, me doing cannonballs in the pool when it's 110. Uh, <laughs> and so. I gotta say, you have a very unique experience though, living in New York because you live in Orange County in West Point where you had always really rough winter. So just to put it in perspective yeah. that you were in a very interesting spot in New York state. Yeah. We got, we got dumped on Monroe was always in the, in the, uh, on the weather channel for the um, amount of snow we got. And it seemed like most of it showed up in my driveway. (laughs) And then you always had to end up cleaning it up, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You know, so it's like, as a matter of fact, one, one, uh, one time I was out there for two and a half hours, I came in and I said, Bridget, we're moving. And uh, that was the end of that. And you, so you went from one extreme to the other. I mean, there's no real middle ground with you, right? Uh, No. No, as a matter of fact, from one uh, one side to the other, I guess the middle middle ground would be St. Louis, uh, but we drove through that re- really fast and uh, got all the way out here. And uh, uh, like I said, it's been it's been really nice. We've been we certainly enjoy the winters a lot better, but we miss the people. One hundred percent, we miss you and Bridget and the entire family. Um, and as you know, this is our thirty fifth anniversary that we're celebrating in this year of twenty twenty one. Um, and we were so looking forward to chatting with you because you are such an integral part in so many different facets of uh, Make-A-Wish and of our chapter history. But would you share a little bit about how you first were introduced to Make-A-Wish? When did you first hear about it? And, um, and obviously, you know, we'll, we'll kind of guide us through that part. Well, you know, I, I guess I got to be completely honest and say the first time I heard about it was when I was a cadet at West Point, uh, which is, I think, about 150 years ago. No, actually, it was uh, in the uh, early 80s. Um, we, we did a, a combined federal campaign, and I was looking at all the different things, and I saw this Make-A-Wish, and I said, what could be better than that to donate your money to? And so from very early on, you know, when I started uh, first started donating uh, money, 
uh, I donated to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And then uh, fast forward, uh, graduated from West Point, went on, ran around, played Army for many years. And then uh, back in 2002, uh, unfortunately, my son, Michael, uh, who was 13 years old at the time, was diagnosed with a brainstem tumor. Um, and really, uh, when people started mentioning Make-A-Wish, it's like, eh, it's not really for guys like me. You know, my wife and I are doing really well. You know, we're, we're both in the Army. We're, we're, we're kind of fine. It's like, no, actually, it, it, it's for everybody. Uh, it's not – it's it's not just for people who can afford to go or can't afford to go on a vacation. Um, and so we, uh, we made the connection to make a wish, uh, Carol came by and, uh, we talked and, uh, I will tell you, you know, so, so my son was funny because they asked, uh, uh you know, they asked the questions, you know, if you could, if you could have anything, what would you have? And my son said offense. And I I was like, what in the, I mean, this is, come on, man. This is your chance, right? Ask this, for this, this is it. And you, and you asked for a fence. I mean, what, what are you thinking? And my son turned to me very calmly and he said, you said we had to have a fence before we could have a dog. And I really want a dog. Uh. I'm like, Whoa. Okay. So I'm like, okay, look, I, I can get you a fence. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about something else. Let's do, let, let's let's get on uh, on something else. And it came down to you know if you could go anywhere, uh, where would you go? And uh, my son wanted to go uh, watch a game with Miami Dolphins. And uh, uh, so it was you know originally actually it was his, his wish he wanted to watch a football game uh, at, with the Miami Dolphins uh, with Dan Marino. Uh, but Dan Marino, of course, was with NFL Today at the time, so he was in New York, so he can't couldn't do both. So we went down and uh, and went down to our Make a Wish trip in Miami, uh, watched the Dolphins play, and then of course um, the Dolphins, being a, a wonderful organization and things like this, arranged for Michael to actually go to the NFL Today set and. And uh, meet Dan Marino, and then we uh, we were able to watch the Dolphins play the Jets. So uh, wow, we were very fortunate, and 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 that was really our connection uh, to Make a Wish to start with, and that certainly wasn't the end of it. Right, and, and share a little bit about Michael. I mean, because you know, one of the things that we, whenever we talk about you, it go it, right along that is is Michael and and, and everyone in the family. Um, but yeah. Michael was a was a special kid. I mean. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about him. You know, let, let our listeners know who Michael was. What what was yeah. he about? Because um, you know, he he obviously holds a special place in our hearts here at Make Wish Hudson Valley. Yeah. So um, Michael was, like I said, Michael was 13 years old when he was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Uh, he was a big kid. I mean, he was six foot two, about uh, 185 pounds when he was 13 years old. Um, I remember, um, uh, after he's diagnosed with the brain tumor and us driving home and I'm stuck, I'm, I'm just, I, I can't even think. And Michael turned to me and he said, uh, you know, this is kind of a good thing. And I remember thinking, I'm like, 
how in the heck can this be a good thing? There's no good in this. So I asked, how is this a good thing? He goes, well, now we know what this is and we can fight it. And that was kind of his attitude and uh, his approach. He, uh, he was very smart. So he knew where this was going and he knew what was going on. Um, he was a, uh, uh, he was a brilliant kid when he was in, uh, sixth grade, he was in eighth grade, uh, taking eighth grade honors math. And, um, he was a, a uh, he had a, uh, 148 IQ, which is, was incredible. Wow. He just, he, he had a lot to offer. Um, when he passed away, he was, he had size 15 feet. He was about 225 pounds. He, uh, he would have been a hell of a football player and he was a hell of a basketball player. But the biggest thing, probably the best thing about my son is he was kind. When we, I remember us going to a, a Make-A-Wish event uh, that, that you guys host uh, it was, uh, you had a magician and a clown. And, and so we were there and you had all the, you know, a lot of little kids there. And then you had Michael who was an awkward 13 year old boy. And he was the, he was bigger than most of the adults. Um, and he was there and he spent, spent the whole time, you know, helping all the little kids and, and being part of it. And, uh, he, uh, he didn't make anyone feel awkward. He made everyone feel comfortable. Uh, and he always tried to, he always tried to help all the other kids. And I remember him, um, when we'd go down to Sloan Kettering for his treatments, he mentioned that there was not anything, there was stuff for little kids and there was stuff for adults, but never anything for teenagers. And so he wanted to uh, help in that way. Uh, and then we were able to, uh, he, uh, he said he was a, he was a real special kid. Yeah. And, and thank you so much for, for sharing that because Michael in a, in a lot of ways is still very present in our, at our chapter in a lot of ways, because we talk about him a lot. We talk about you a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, his wish was such a special wish. Our CEO even has the picture of him and his sister at, in his office hanging up. It's been there since yeah. the date of when his wish was granted. It's not left that spot. Um, Tom really holds all of you guys, and, and we all do hold you so close um, to us. And you know, and yeah, he was uh, he was really close to his sister. Uh, it was really hard. And and you know, uh, Cheryl, uh, who mm -hmm. was two years older. Um, uh, was really one of the big, uh, big emphasis, uh, uh, or the big, uh, uh, push behind the, uh, sibling program, uh, because there is a big role, uh, for the siblings in, in Make-A-Wish, uh, in the things that they do, the, how they participate and, and can help. Uh, I always said that they were, uh, they loved each other so much, uh, because they were united by a common enemy. Uh, so the, uh, 
Yeah, we'll make sure that for our listeners, we'll share a link out to that photo so that you guys can see yeah. um, just how strong that relationship was. You can really feel it through that photo. Um, and yeah. just to give some some context, so Michael's wish was granted in October of 2002. So we're now here over 18 years later uh, since his wish has been granted. Um, how I mean, obviously, you never forget Michael, you know, but regards regarding the wish itself, you know, do you guys ever think back about that wish? You know, um, you know, does it come up in conversation, you know, for you guys, even still today, 18 years later? You know, it's interesting. The things that you remember about a, a wish, um, I used to, I used to talk, uh, a couple of times, um, at events, make a wish events. And, um, one of the things that I would highlight in there is that you do the make a wish trip and it is, you know, it, it's, it's an experience and it's, and you, and, and you, you see the, the Disney trips and you see the cruises and you, you know, for us, it was going to the football game and being part of that and doing all those things. And I know someone from that hasn't experienced this would think about how great it would be to be on a cruise like this or how great it would be to be at, uh, at, at Disneyland or a baseball game or, you know, uh, but that's not it from the, from the family's point of view, it is more than just being at a football game. It is being, it's being a family again. What make a wish allows you to do is it allows you to forget about all the things that you're worried about. You don't worry about the medicine. You don't worry about the radiation treatments. You don't worry about, I mean, those things are there, but everything is taken care of. Everything is, is done for you so you can focus on enjoying your family that one time. And it might be that one last time. There may be another time, but you, you, you're not interested in, in the craziness. You're not dealing with the medical bills. You're not dealing with all the other stuff. I would tell this story about uh, the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy, and about and how that is really where this is. And so what do you remember? You ask, what do we remember? And what, uh, what do we talk about on that? We don't talk about the game. And we don't talk about who we met, or we don't talk about the autographed footballs, or we don't talk about any of that stuff. We talk about the fact that we were able to spend that time as a family. And that what Make-A-Wish gave us, the magic of Make-A-Wish is that moment where you are a family. And that is what you remember. And that is what you take. And that is not something that you can do. You know, remember back, but back when I sat there and I said, oh, it's not for me because, you know, we're, we're able to go on vacation. It's not a vacation. It's not the vacation. It's the moment. It's the magic of that moment. And Make-A-Wish does that. And that's the difference that it, that it, it makes in this. So, Yeah. And, you know, thank you for sharing that because I think that's one of the things that we really try to convey to our wish families, especially when we're first meeting with them, 
a lot of times, you know, families that we're reaching families or we're first meeting them during a very difficult time that they're going through. And sometimes a wish is the last thing that they think they need at that moment. Um, they yeah. obviously have a lot of things on their plate. Um, but what we try to tell them is that we're here for them. You know, we're, we're here to encourage them. We're here to provide hope during a period of time that can seem hopeless a lot of times. Yeah. And um, a lot of times hearing stories like yours in what it means to have a wish is beyond the material things, is beyond the, the extra things that we work really hard to, to, to provide. It's about providing this opportunity for those families to be together um, yep. and, and give them those long lasting memories. And, you know, as a result of that experience and, and just the, your entire family was so moved that you guys also created a foundation in Michael's name, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, Michael, uh, a lot, we were in the army and both my wife and I are in the army and we knew a lot of people in a lot of different places and people wanted to give Michael things. And Michael said, you know, daddy, he goes, I've, I have those things, you know, I've, I've done these things. He said, but if people want to help, maybe we can collect donations. It's, uh, it's too late for me, but maybe we can help some other kids, which is pretty heady stuff coming from a 13 year old with a death sentence. And, uh, and we did, we raised a lot of money. We raised uh, money that we helped, uh, uh, children who are families whose kids had brain tumors. Uh, we started the, the foundation was called the friends for Michael, the number four Michael foundation. Uh, so we helped a lot of families whose kids had brain tumors. Uh, we contributed generously to make a wish and we're, we were continue to be part of make a wish, uh, especially contributing at the, at the annual gala, which was always a big thing for us to, to, uh, pay for a wish, uh, for a, a child with a brain tumor. Uh, so we did a, we made a difference in a lot of different ways and, uh, and Hudson Valley make a wish always was, and will be part of our, part of our, uh, uh, family. I have a quick question about the friends for Michael foundation, because you guys had such a distinctive logo, which was yeah. a, a green, it looked like an Eagle, you know, and it was actually, like a really it was, powerful, was it an Eagle or was it a different? Bird? No, actually it was a Falcon. Uh, oh, so Falcon. Yeah. So, uh, Michael, uh, one of the things that Michael really wanted to do is he wanted to be confirmed. He was Catholic. We were Catholic. He wanted to be confirmed as Catholic. Uh, that was a big deal. And in, uh, uh, when you're, when you're confirmed, you, you choose a patron saint. And so Michael chose St. Peregrine and, when one of the things that he had to do, one of the requirements was he had to write a letter to the bishop explaining why he chose his patron saint. And he wrote, uh, St. Peregrine prayed to Jesus that he would cure his cancer, just like I prayed to Jesus, that he would cure my cancer. And I gave that to the sister. I'm like, is this going to be enough? And she goes, Oh yes, this is plenty. <laughs> you didn't, you don't have to expand on it. Uh, but yeah, so it's a, actually it's a peregrine Falcon. Got it. Uh, so the, so the, uh, the logo is a peregrine Falcon and it is colored teal and orange for the Miami dolphins. There you go. So that's, I knew there was a connection uh, there with the dolphins as well. There is a connection there. Yeah. And, and speaking of connections is actually a, a perfect segue because your connections run deep at our chapter. I mean, right after, soon after, 
uh, a couple years after uh, Michael's wish was granted and um, you, you also got involved as a volunteer as, as a member of our board directors. So how was that experience right. for you joining our board and you know some of the things you saw as a board member um, that you know during your time there? Well, it was great. I mean, one of the one of the things that I wanted to make sure we did is that we we gave back to the organizations that helped Michael so much, and sort of make a wish was that when I uh, when we became more involved in the uh, the Make a Wish Foundation of the Hudson Valley, uh, you know, we got in closer and were you know we wanted to uh, provide help. Uh, I worked with Tom Conklin to get. Uh, some uh, wish kids up to West Point uh, and experience that. And then Tom generously uh, asked if I would be on the board of directors uh, for Hudson Valley Make-A-Wish, which was such a great honor to be, to be involved and engaged in an organization that meant so much to our family uh, was, was really a great honor, one of the biggest honors of my life. You were on our board for six years. I mean, so you saw a lot of stuff. Um, and actually, you, you kind of talked about it a little bit, which is, or hinted at it, which is the relationship with West Point. So yeah. take us back, because that's obviously, you know, we have upcoming episodes that we're going to go into talking about the relationship with West Point. And for our listeners, for mm-hmm. those that don't know, West Point Military Academy, they host, the, the Army football team, they host a wish kid at every home game. Um, where they have a, an amazing opportunity to be on the field, flip the coin. Um, they get to watch from the stands. You know, obviously this is all pre-COVID. And they have an amazing day, uh, completely worry-free and just fun. It's a great enhancement that we're able to offer our families um, to be able to be an honorary captain or specifically our wish kids to be an honorary captain at an Army football game. Now, the cool thing about that is that my understanding is that you are one of those, you are one of the people that helped make that happen, right? You were you along with others. We made, made the connection to, uh, so we made the connection to West Point. So I'd been at West Point for a long time. Uh, West Point is a, a relatively small community. Um, so the United States Military Academy uh, is uh, a, a wonderful place of very caring people. Uh, and so when uh, I was on the I was on the faculty there, my wife was in Korea when Michael was diagnosed, but then came back and we were both at West Point. Uh, we were working there, uh, teaching on, on the faculty. And so there's a lot of people that were involved in what we were doing. A lot of people helping it. Uh, you definitely felt the community and the support while we were there. And so. Uh, when we got engaged with make a wish, everybody got engaged with make a wish and everyone knew that this was going to be part of it and understood it. And they were energized by the make a wish mission. Uh, and so being able to do this, the one, one part of it was this was, was having a, a wish child at the, at the kickoff, but it started with a, a child who wanted to be a cadet for a day. And that we took that and just ran with it. I mean, holy moly, it was a, it became quite a a big deal. Uh, uh, Running through the uh, department of physical education, 
going through all the things that we did on, with the Army football team. Um, and it just, it, it was a, uh, uh, Jesse Germain was uh, in the Department of Physical Education, and man, the, the stuff that he set up for this was amazing. He uh, became a big part of uh, Hudson Valley Make-A-Wish also. And, uh, and he's still very time. much involved and still integral in, in, in that relationship with us. And I mean, and that's what I wanted. That's what I was hoping would come out was that between you and Jesse Germain really set the foundation for creating a 20-plus a year relationship with Army football, um, which has allowed for you know many children to experience something that you guys set the template for. You guys set it up for all these all these kids. I mean, we're actually going to have an episode with a wish alum who was one of those first honorary captains. His name is Mike Herb. You you know who he is. Um, he, he was very involved with our chapter when he was still living in our territory. At, you know, when he was younger, before he got married and moved away and, and everything. Um, but you know, he talks very you know just amazingly about that experience and, and he still holds on to that commemorative coin that they gave him yeah, when they when right. he flipped it i mean this is again 20 years later he's still remembering it and that's the type of impact that you know members of our community like you um and others that are able to provide for all of our wishes and this is outside of a wish a lot of times this is an enhancement this is stuff that's going to help people right exactly life. and that's and you that's guys do that really it. well i will I will say that uh, you know Jesse Germain has got to get uh, all the credit on this. It's you know it's it's typical of typical of me of I make the connection, but I don't really do anything. Jesse <laughs> is the one that does it all. Okay, he is the one that really uh, made a lot of that happen. So uh, he is uh, he's a tremendous individual uh, and and very giving. And so there is a special close relationship between uh, West Point and Make a Wish. Uh, well, I will say there's a special close relationship between West Point and Wish Kids, uh, which is really uh, the significant aspect of it. Which, which actually is another great topic, because one of the things I would love for you to shed light on a little bit is, you know, and I'll kind of set you up this way, which is at our chapter, we're always looking at ways to improve on the quality of a wish. And one of the things that we're always looking at, and you know this as a, as a former board director, is, you know, we're looking at budgets, we're looking at the pipeline, we're looking at all this stuff as we're working behind the scenes on granting wishes. And one of the things that you really helped out with along with a cadet was to put together, I believe it was like a rubric, right? Like it was some sort of, of, of um, I don't know how to, how, what, what you would call right. it. But Being it was able to identify, to you know, right. To identify early on what kind of wish this is going to be and where we're going to, where it's going to lay. And so that was a, it was a really good cadet project. Uh, so cadets were able to do that and kind of help out uh, some of the things that you were uh, working on and some of the issues that we were having when we were on the board. Uh, so you do get, I mean, wishes get expensive, uh, but you know, it's it, 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 the best part. You talk about the wish enhancement. So it wasn't, it's not just, it's not just the wish. Okay. It's not just like, I want to go to uh watch a football game or I want to go to Yankee stadium or stuff like that. It is, it is the aspect that everyone wants to be in on it. Okay. Everyone wants to contribute to this and be part of this. I remember when we did a wish, uh, at, uh, we kid wanted to go see the, uh, the, the Rangers play. And, uh, you know, and then of course, Mark Messier was there and then we were in a suite and then, you know, it's like, it just became more and more and more. And that is an unbelievable aspect of what 
Make-A-Wish does. Again, the power of Make-A-Wish is the fact that it brings all these things together. Um, and everyone, like I said, everyone wants to be part of it. Yeah, and it's funny you say that because, you know, you're referring to one of our wish kids. His name is Matthew, and his wish was to be Marc Messier, which is one of the which was the yep. first wish where we established a also a long-term relationship with the Garden of Dreams Foundation, which is the not-for-profit arm of Madison Square Garden and all their properties. So the Garden of Dreams has been a great supporter of our chapter. And it's just amazing how you see this like spiderweb, this network of supporters of people really wanting to help us create these life-changing wishes for, for our kids. And, you know, on behalf of the entire chapter, Mike, I got to tell you, I mean, we can't thank you enough and your entire family. Enough. Do, you re- do you remember who was the, uh, who was the uh, guest speaker at the kickoff to the make, uh, Garden of Dreams? I do not know. You don't remember that? No. Who was it? Wow. You're interviewing him. <laughs> it was me. It the, was you, uh, man. It was me. As a matter of fact, we have a, it was great. I mean, it, we have a, uh, um, a brick that they, it's in uh, right outside the Madison Square Garden that they put in there about uh, Michael Quinn III, who was the inspiration behind the Garden of Dreams. Wow. So. I got to yeah. be honest. I mean, that was right before I started working right. here as a staff right, member. Right. Um, but I do recall, and I can tell you this, the first time that I saw you and actually Jesse was at, a, at one of our wish balls. It was the first wish ball yeah. I attended as an alumni committee member, which was I I remember that. 2005, maybe 2006, something like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And, uh, and I remember seeing you, we were honoring you guys because of, of obviously everything we just talked about. Right. And, um, and it was something, it was really impressive to see you know how because I'm 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 a kid from the Bronx. You know, anytime someone wants to help me, I'm always like, "Why do you want to help me? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, exactly. what's, the, what's the angle here? You know, <laughs> what do you want from me?" So it's right. like it was kind exactly. of weird, you know, like just initially when I was first approached by Make a Wish, but to see, but once I got involved as an alumni committee member and got involved at events and started attending events and started seeing all the people behind the scenes that were helping make wishes happen, like my own, I started to see that there was so much kindness in, in the world that, um, that was out there. And, and especially within the make wish Hudson Valley family. And it was just, it, it, it's something that it, it inspired it. It inspired me. It really lit a fire in me to get involved and get more involved with the organization. And which is why I got involved with the alumni committee in 2006 sure. and then obviously had the amazing um, opportunity to join the staff then in 2007 and been able to meet people. And like you've you done great stuff. I've been I've been blessed. You've done some great lucky. stuff. I mean, you talked about it earlier. You know, your your page, yeah. uh, you know, Michael's uh, confirmation saying was you know Saint Peregrine, and mine was Saint Augustine because I really felt like him. You know, oh, where it was yeah, like yeah. I was down to trodden and doing all these crazy things, yeah. and then something happened that it just kind of something it just aligned him right. And you know, right. he had a, an amazing mom who also became a saint, um, praying for him the whole time. And you need that sometimes. And my mom, I can yeah. definitely say, is a saint. Uh, in a lot of ways, because, you know, seeing the, the struggle and the challenges that both her and my dad went through seeing me ill and, you know, and, right. and, I, could, and I, had, I couldn't do anything. You know, I was there. I wanted to help them and get better. And, I, and it was very difficult um, getting through that and, and, you know, having everything, the radiation, the, the, the chemo, everything. It was very, so they, they say that um, they say that the, the most difficult part for a child the most stress that a child faces when they're uh, facing a terminal illness is not the death, but it is uh, 
the worry that they see on their parents' face. Um, having to, you know, they, you know, kids want to please their parents and their parents, there, you know, there is no greater difficulty in life than having a child that is ill um, and a child that is dying. And uh, that's the thing where uh, uh, I, I gave another, I give another talk uh, kind of, uh, I I'd given another talk uh, about make a wish. And I, I, the theme that I used on that one was um, that the Tim McGraw song, live like you were dying. And I said that that was a very adult thing to say because for kids, they want to live like they're not dying. They spend their whole time sick and everyone is worried about them and everyone is, you know, tiptoeing around them and they want to live like they're not dying. They want to live like everything is okay. They don't want this. They, you may think they want special attention, but they don't want special attention. They don't want to be special in that way. Uh, make a wish allows you to live like you're not dying. And that makes all the difference in the world. Amazing. Um, I mean, there's no way to really follow that, Mike, at all. Um, but one of the things, one of the stories that I know I shared with our podcast production team was one that you shared about, and, and we'll probably you know, uh, hear, I would love to hear your, your side, this story, which is when... Um, when you went, when you were celebrating Michael's 21st, what would have been his 21st birthday. Um, if you could share a little bit about that, because that's one of those stories that we tend to replay a lot um, and retell a lot here at our chapter because of, of the power of what that, what that was. Um, would you, would you feel comfortable sharing a little bit about sure. that story? So Michael, uh, I told you that Michael, uh, or we talked about Michael's foundation. One of the things that we did we do as a fundraiser for uh, Michael's foundation is we had a team that ran the Marine Corps marathon and uh, I actually ran the Marine Corps marathon once. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're able to see me, you're probably like, there is no way that guy got around 26 <laughs> miles. I mean, he, a, a golf cart would break down uh, carrying him 26 miles, but uh, I, I, I made it around 26 miles and, uh, and, and, and raised some money, uh, but that was always around Michael's birthday, which was the 25th of October. Um, and I, we were staying at a, uh, the West and Arlington Gateway down in Washington, D.C. And I went down to the bar on what would have been Michael's 21st birthday and uh, ordered two beers. And I put it on the table in, uh, next to me and I drank the beer down. And uh, turn to the bartender. I'm like, oh, no, I'll take another beer. And the guy goes, hey, dude, uh, you got one right next to you. He goes, it's just, he goes, it's in there. He goes, I got you, I got you too. And I said, uh, well, you know what? Today would have been my son's 21st birthday. I just wanted to have a beer with him. And so uh, that's his beer. And this guy's like, here's another beer. And when I left, he said, look, I'm just going to, I'm going to leave this one here for a little bit. 
if that's all right with you. I said, that's fine. Thank you. Uh, you used to say that story. You've said it at board meetings. You used to, you said it to the staff um, you know, yeah. back in the day. And, and it was one of those stories that, for me, it reminds me every day of why we do the work we do, um, to provide yeah. hope uh, to our wish kids and to their family. Um, and how even though the stories um, write themselves in a lot of ways um, and, and how everything will kind of play out, but the the life the la the long lasting impact on on our kids and and the families that are, you know, that 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 they, that they it's always you feel it it's palpable it's something that we have families all the time call us write us letters drop by the office and they share these stories with us and it reminds us why this work is so important and why we need the support of our community to continue to provide these opportunities to our to these families and to these kids yeah because um, we're none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. Um, no. You know, you know, it, it's one of the things that my dad used to say, and, and may he rest in peace. He used to say, you know, give me a hug today because I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. But thank you so much for sharing all these stories, because it's one of those things that we again, we we retell a lot at our chapter. It really helps inspire us to continue moving forward and continue granting these amazing wishes. And one of the things I do want to you know, get to now is, is what we call our uh, shooting star segment. And, um, you know, so just the first thing that comes to mind, feel free to share uh, what pops up. OK, so your favorite Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley memory, whether it's as a wish dad, volunteer, board director, um, what would you say it's one of your favorite memories? I think that uh, uh, meeting uh, Frank and Kitty Shankwitz, uh, I think that was one of my top memories. For our listeners, I was just going to uh, uh, share with them that uh, Frank and Kitty Shankwitz were our you know, two of uh, Make-A-Wish co-founders that helped establish the foundation back in 1980, along with uh, Chris Gracious's mom, who was a wish child that helped inspire the wish, along with Tommy Austin and, you know, all these amazing people that really set the, the course for all of us 40 plus years later to continue to impact children's lives. Um, so, yeah, so Frank and Kitty definitely are, are an important part of our history, for sure. Yeah, and then maybe... Chris's mom was, was also another another one, so that was uh, neat. So meeting uh, meeting them was great. Yeah, and what would you say, you know, as a board director, what was one of the your your I guess favorite wishes that you either heard about or were a part of as a member of our board? Uh, I think that I, I think that visit to uh, uh, Madison Square Garden. Uh, without a doubt, I think, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I actually was representing Tom at that time yeah. uh, for, for that when we were down there. And uh, uh, that was a, that was a very special uh, wish. It's a powerful wish. I mean, we'll be sure um, to share a photo of that wish also in the show notes for those that are interested. Um, and we hope to maybe get a representative of the Garden of Dreams Foundation to join us on the podcast in, in a future episode. And maybe even possibly Matthew or, or a member of his family that may be able to join us also for that would be really fantastic. That'd be great. Tell them I said hi, by the way. I definitely will. Um, and the cool Good. thing about that is that there's a great photo of Mark Messier um, holding Matthew uh, because Matthew suffered from a seizure disorder, suffers from a seizure disorder. And so there's a, there's a, an amazing picture where he's actually holding on to Matthew's uh, jersey that he has on as they're waving to the crowd uh, on the ice, mm -hmm. on the rink. And it was such a amazing picture because here's this nhl legend you know holding this wish kid 
Um, and it was just one of those things, just one of those pictures that for us is like we have it framed up in the office and also doesn't leave uh, its spot because uh, it was, again, such a, an amazing photo. Um, I'm curious. I mean, you kind of talked about it a little bit earlier um, on the episode, but what advice would you give to someone in the community that wants to get involved or is interested in volunteering or giving back in some way to Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley? What would be some of the things you would tell them to encourage them to to get started, I guess? <laughs> Well, certainly reach reach out and contact you uh, because uh, there's a lot of different ways to help in make a wish. Uh, it's not just in you know making a wish. Uh, you can uh, you can help uh, at the at the house. You can help uh, do coordination. You can help on your on your walk for wishes. There's there's so many different ways that you're able to assist. The key thing is to reach out and let uh, let the folks on the staff, yourself, know that they're interested in helping. And once they once they reach out, we'll you guys will find ways for them to contribute uh, to whatever extent that they can, uh, and they're willing to. Awesome. And in, I guess in one word, how would you describe Make a Wish? Denise. Oh, there you go. I would. I would describe it as Denise and I'm, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll say why. Um, and I'll, before you say why, I just want to share with our listeners did the Denise that you're referring to is Denise D'Amico, who's our VP of program and operations at make wish Hudson Valley. She's been with our chapter for over 20 years um, and has really been an integral part of our chapter history. Let me explain. So at the, I talked about make a wish and about the, the, the wishes that you're on and the things that, the things that you uh, remember, uh, but the power and the magic of Make a Wish is in the the kindness and the generosity of the people that you meet, and the kindness that they show you in your very most very difficult times. And I don't think that Denise was very involved in Michael's wish. I don't think that I've run across anybody who uh, epitomizes that kindness and generosity more than Denise. She has been a big part of Hudson Valley Make-A-Wish, uh, obviously, for, for, for many, many years. But more than that, she's been a part of so many Wish kids' lives. And just her kindness and her generosity really is when I think of make a wish um, I, I I think of Denise amazing I um, don't tell her that okay <laughs> I don't want her to I don't want her to get a big head or anything like that I, I feel you I feel you um, and the last question I have for you as part of our shooting star segment is if you could have a wish you know what would it be and to give you some time just I'll remind our listeners there are five formal wish categories they are to go to meet to have, to be, and also to give. So if you could choose a wish out of those five uh, categories, which one would it be? Hmm. Well, that's an interesting one. So like I've been given a lot of things. Um, I've been able to do a lot of things in my life. Um, I think what I would do is I would want to have uh, visit kids in the hospital, you know, whether that be entertainers or whether that be, animals or the things that you see and spend time with the kids. B 
being able to witness that and engage in that. Um, it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be this is the person I want to meet or anything like that. Uh, I've met the most incredible person in my life, which is my son. Um, I've done amazing things, which is holding his hand um, for the 14 months that he fought this brain tumor. Uh, but one thing that he wanted to do was to uh, help other kids and try and bring joy into their lives. And I think that that is what I would want to do in some way. I'm not sure if that would qualify as a wish. Oh, no, it definitely does. It's whatever you but, want it to be. But I, I, I do know that uh, you, uh, you folks at the Hudson Valley Make-A-Wish, that is something that you would be able to make happen for me. Absolutely. You got to come on and visit us sometime. I know you've been out in Arizona for a few years. You got to come back to the East Coast yeah. and get nice and cold. We have to get you a, a, a coat, though. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, if, 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 yeah, if I, if, if I make it back there and we're allowed to see people again, I know. Uh, I will. Uh, I will definitely stop by uh, because I, I do miss. Uh, I do miss you folks quite a bit. Oh, we miss you too, uh, Mike. You're always. Uh, you're always. You're always family. Absolutely. And, and so I know you got other people that are on the staff. Make sure you tell them about me, but only the good stories. All right. Oh, of course. Not the I mean, fact I that I eat all the cake. Okay. Don't <laughs> don't tell them that I eat all the cake. Never, never, never that. I only talk about these stories that we talked about today in this episode. And, you know, truly special thanks to our guest, Michael, for joining us today and sharing how he's been touched by the power of a wish. Mike, once again, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day thank you very to much. chat with us. And so for, my, for my wife, Bridget, and Cheryl, my daughter, Cheryl, uh, thank you very much for all, all you do. To our listeners, remember, you can always refer to our show notes for additional information about the topics we discussed today. We invite you to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast to help us reach as many people as possible about our wonderful mission. Special thanks to the executive producers of the Wish House podcast, Jillian Rodriguez and Sydney Wolf. Shout out to Wish alum Brian Chin for providing our podcast theme music. And finally, from all of us at the Wish House, stay safe and healthy.